Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Hello, everyone. It's Beth from Texas. If you can hear my voice, it must be Thursday. It must be about 7 o'clock in Texas, and this must be the Chelsea in America podcast. Thank you for listening. Before we get started, I know it's been a long time since we've been on um, with holidays and God only knows what. Um, You know, it's just everybody's at one end of the country or the other or out of the country, which I was for a while, and then Jonathan was, or Daniel was. That's a dollar. Yeah, shut up. Um, and now we're back, but Dan is working on getting his house, so it's Eddie and Jonathan and I. Yes, Jonathan, not Dan, Jonathan. Um, but before we get – and then we had some – we recorded some that didn't cross over, and oh, boy, it's been a mess. But anyways, before we do that, we want to introduce our sponsors. We want to thank our sponsors first and, first and foremost, Parkers, also known as the English Pork Pie Company. If you haven't gotten your pies, it's getting awfully cold out there. I think it's more than time that you do that. Um, And then, um, oh, sorry. That that I cannot stop. So you guys are just going to have to bear with me on that one. Um, Along with that, we want to thank 8x8 Magazine. It's not your dad's 442. And if you don't have it, you're really missing out. And also One World Sports. I got to watch them again while I was at my brother's for Christmas. And I got to tell you, if you've got a cable provider that gives you what that gives you One World Sports, you should be watching it. It's a great, great channel. And if you don't, you should be emailing and tweeting and Facebooking your cable provider and asking them why the hell they don't have One World Sports. We also want to thank CFC UK brought to you by your very own Dan Lundberg, who's not on the call tonight. If you want the best fanzine in in the world, if you want to know what Chelsea supporters are thinking, not what the club spins to you, but what we really, really think, it is the thing to have. It's just $32 and $36 a year. It gets them delivered to your home immediately. We also want to thank the CST, the Chelsea Supporters Trust. I was lucky enough to go to their Christmas party, had a great time, lovely time. It was so much fun. And we also want to thank the CPO, the Chelsea Mitchell owners, um, and the upcoming AGM, and I'll talk a little bit about that later on. Um, above and beyond that, I'm going to let the two boys say hello and, and get reacquainted, and we'll get stuck in. Hello, friends. Uh, this is Eddie here in Detroit, part of the Motor City Blues. It's been a while since I've been on the uh, podcast scene, but I'm back now. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at CIA underscore podcast. Also on uh, Facebook at Chelsea in America podcast. And uh, I know Dan runs the Instagram at uh, CFC in America. So those are all of our social media links. Feel free, feel free to tweet your opinions or questions or whatever you want to say. We'll be sure to get it on the uh, podcast. So, uh, you know, Eddie, the other thing to remind everybody is if they want to be part of the podcast to just let you know on Twitter or Facebook. 
Yes, uh, it's open to anyone. Um, if you ever want to join, uh, it could be once, it could be every week, it could be, it could be whenever. All you got to do is just uh, send me an email, podcast at chelseaamerica.com, or you can also uh, tweet me, or uh, if you want to put something out on the uh, Chelsea in America Supporters Club uh, Facebook page, or on the uh, Chelsea in America podcast page, uh, just say so. And uh, somebody will point you my way. So uh, I guess next I will send it over to Chicago. Hey, this is uh, Jonathan Sharp from Chicago. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at JLTS87 or under the Chicago Chelsea Twitter, which is Chelsea underscore Chicago. Um, so without further ado, I guess we'll get started. All right, well... Um, Let's see, what has happened in the past uh, week or so with Chelsea? Oh, we had a match Sunday where we actually uh, dominated someone the way we were supposed to, where we beat Crystal Palace by a score of 3-0, and we got goals from Oscar, William, and Diego Costa. Um, Thibaut Courtois finally gets a clean sheet. And uh, finally, he got one. He got one against Porto. Okay, yes, he did get one against Porto, but uh, but yeah, uh, I I guess I can start with this. It was good to see us play a complete game, and I know it was a driving downpour. I know it pretty much rained the entire game, but it was. It was good to see us dominate the opponent on the road the way we were supposed to have done all season long. So, um, <clears throat> Wait a minute. We didn't dominate just on the field, Darwin. Yeah, we, we dominated do- in the stands, too, and that's always very important. Yes. Um, I guess I got to give props to our, to our visiting support that went to the match because I heard them singing louder than the Crystal Palace supporters all match long. And louder than the announcers at some points. Oh, yeah, definitely. But uh, I guess I can lead it with this. What was your what were some of your positive points during the match? Um, Jonathan, why don't you go first? Uh, three points and a clean sheet, of course, to start out with is always good. Um I would say that uh, I really enjoyed uh, John Obi Mikel uh, coming in and shoring up the midfield, uh, allowing Fabregas and others to do their thing because we all know how uh, well Fabregas plays when he gets pressure underneath him. So uh, him bossing the midfield, uh, it was good to see. Um, I mean, just the overall the overall team play was good. Uh, it looked like. It was the Chelsea of old from the first half of last season. So, all in all, let's hope that uh, this continues going and we can climb our way back up the table. Yeah, and I'll tell you what. I really like the back four of, um, of was it, uh, it was Dave, Terry, Zuma, and Ivanovic. And, uh, and I really like how Kurt Zuma has has been has been playing this season, you know. I could see him being being a 
being on that back four for quite a while, you know, no matter who the uh, manager is going into next season. And uh, and I guess I can also say this about the back four. Um, Dave took a huge boot, boot to the face, and uh, I know I saw that he ended up, like, fracturing his cheek and now has to wear a uh, mask. Kind of like what, uh, yeah, kind of like what uh, uh, Cahill is dealing with right now except with Cahill it's it's more of a nose where'd you go yeah um I was gonna say that uh that Dave uh, has a I think they said a double fracture in his face and he's gonna have to be uh required to wear a face mask like so many other Chelsea players have had to wear in the in the not so distant past so um it'll be interesting to see if he still gets a start on Sunday uh, in the FA Cup, um, or if uh, Baba Robin will step in at left back. Yeah, uh, it was because uh, Fraser Campbell, you know, it was a total freak accident, but that happened in the fourth minute. And he, he ended up playing, you know, a full entire match. So, uh, suck on that, NBA players who, who, uh, who have to get cart off in a wheelchair after uh, tweaking her ankle. I have no idea what you're talking about. But you know I don't watch any other sports. I'm assuming that's a Derrick Rose reference, but I don't know. I don't pay any attention to basketball. So <laughs> Derrick Rose, LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, take your pick. Uh, I'd pick none of them because I don't really follow basketball. <laughs> <clears throat> well... Now that you guys have finished, I loved Sunday. I just did. I loved this. I loved. I loved to hear the Chelsea faithful in a voice as booming as they were. It 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 lifts it lifts my day when I hear that. And they were outrageously loud. And I was I was just happy with that. And then when we started to actually play with as a team. Instead of as 11 players, it just warmed the cockles of my heart. Um, it was so good to see. It was just so good to see. Um, and everybody was seemed to be on their game, <coughs> working as a team, talking to each other. You could see the confidence kind of starting to ooze back. It was great to see our forwards getting into the box. It was great to see people going for a chance. And I got to tell you something. That William goal, it it was it was the penultimate. I mean, it was so great. <clears throat> it was such a great strike. It it was amazing. I just it made me go ooh. It did. It made me go oh my god. That is a candidate for goal of the year, definitely. That is that's going to be a top five goal of the year candidate there. Oh, totally. Did you read that he's got more goals outside of the box than any other player in the in the league? I think all but one or two of his goals this season are outside the box. Granted, five or six of them are all from yeah. dead balls, but still, he's had he's really stepped it up. Because I know in the you know, last couple of seasons we said you know his defensive work rate is great, but he's you know his in production was hasn't really been there, and he's really stepped it up this year. Because think of how many points we'd have dropped without Williams' goals this year. Oh, oh no. we would have dropped a you know lot more thing? points. <clears throat> you know, the other thing that really, really 
made me um, made me smile um, is them actually um, getting a bit of luck, which was the Oscar the uh, the the Diego I can't remember Diego Costa's goal, whatever one which around the box, which so far this year we were zero and twelve. You yeah, it seems like yeah the yeah the William Cross in and uh, Diego you know just stuffed it in but yeah it, it seems like we have not been getting any good breaks at all this year so it was good to have a match where we uh, had things come off our way and um, I mean granted we could have we, we maybe got a little bit lucky with uh, them having uh, Kabai suspended and some other key injuries. Um, but you know what? We'll we'll take him as we can get him. Um, we'll take the three points. You know, and 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 what really pissed me off, and I will say this, um, is that um, I'm really pissed off that they're going. Oh well, Palace was playing with the side that they had so many injuries. They had three injuries. Give me a break. All right, Gary Cahill couldn't play. Um, Hazard went off. How is that not nearly even? But all these friggin' pundits saying, you know, oh, you know, you know, blah, 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 this and that and the other thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Oh, Chelsea just won because of, you know, this or that or the other thing. Well, you know how it is in the media. You know, they kick us while we're up and they kick us while we're down. They just love to beat up on us. They hate us because they ain't us, as they like to say. Yeah, definitely, you know. Um, we have definitely been the punching bag of a lot of uh, other clubs this season. And you know what? They're just hating because they're not us. I agree. Um, but I, w I will say um, one interesting fact uh, was I think that Hazard coming off and Pedro coming in, I think that's one of the better games we've seen out of Pedro since his, you know, probably since his de debut when he had that assist and a goal, I believe, because he came on and he was lively zipping all over the pitch. So um, He was pretty zippy when I saw him at the bridge. Yeah, I mean, he's pretty zippy in general. I just feel like I noticed it, that he was, you know, on his game. But I think it had to do with the fact that the whole team, you know, in general were, were on top of it, you know? They were playing as a team instead of 11 individuals. Yep. They seemed to actually know where each other were. You know what I mean? Yep. Mm -hmm. They weren't guessing. They knew where each other were. Yep. So, there you have it. You know, but I have to tell you, nothing made me smile, laugh, and sing louder than hearing a song for John Obi McKell finally. I mean, how many years have we waited for McKell's song? There's a John Obi McKell song? John Obi McKell, John Obi McKell. Yes, that's what they were singing, John. 
Oh, that's awesome. Because I love me some Obi-Wan. I know! Star Wars is out! Obi-Wan is on! The stars have aligned. Whoever's typing, it's really loud. Just saying. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's not me. It, it, it was me. It's, and it's probably, yeah, you got a, a better microphone on this computer, so it's going to be louder when you're typing now. Yep. <laughs> so I think we've uh, pretty much exhausted the extent of that match and all of its glory. Um so, do we want to move on looking forward to the FA Cup this weekend? Yes. The FA Cup. We play, uh, what? Uh, Scounthorpe? Yes. And, uh, when was the last time we played them? Anybody know? When they were in the league last. Hold on, I'm actually doing a little bit of research to find out when was the last time we played them. I think it was when it was last when they were last in the league. Are they? Um, I haven't really been keeping up very well. Are they championship or division one? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Well, when Eddie gets us uh, some info, we'll key into that. So, I don't even know. Are we home? Uh, I'm assuming we're away for this match, yeah? No, we're home. We're home. Oh, wow. Yeah. The last time we played Scouthorpe was in 2005. So, that would be... Um, that was when they were in the league. Yeah, that was also in the FA Cup. Uh, I, I believe that was January the 8th. Uh, based off of me looking at the uh, date. Really? We played them in the first round of the FA Cup? They've been up. When was the last time Scunthorpe was up? Uh, let see. We've only played them five times in our uh, history. Uh, we haven't played them in a, in a league match since 1962 when it was Oh, well, the never mind then. I'm, I'm, I'm wrong. I thought they had come up. Yeah, no, uh, we played them in the, uh, in the League Cup in 1988. And then we played them in the uh, FA Cup in 2005. Okay. That was a 3-1 well, three to, three to win at home. Well, let's pray for another result like that. Yep. So you know, I know you guys may not want to do all the picks right now, but do you want me to go through some of the games? Sure, but uh, but first I got a little bit of a uh, trivia. Uh, do you know who who um uh, who scored for Chelsea that day? And it was two thousand and when? Two thousand five. January of 2005. Yeah, January 2005. So that was the year we won the league. Yep. Eider Gajonson. Yep, Eider Gajonson scored in the 86th minute. But we beat them 3-1. Yes. Uh, and actually, there uh, there was actually two Chelsea goals because one of them was an, an own goal. 
by uh, Andy Crosby in the 58th minute. All right, then who had the other goal? Or did, or did uh, the other goal was Maja Kaisman? Kaisman? Oh, Mateja Kesman. God, that's got to be one of the only goals he scored. <laughs> when we bought Robin, we also bought Mateja, Mateja Kesman. And it was Batman and Robin. Yeah. Um, um, our starting 11 that day was uh, Glenn Johnson, Alexi Smerton, Mateja Kesman, Joe Cole, Jermini. Jeremy! Jeremy. Dragba, Good Johnson, Kodocini was in goal, uh, Tiago, Steven Watt, and Nuno Moraes. Nuno Moraes, yeah, Moraes and, uh, and the one before that. Who, who was the guy you named before that? Steven Watt. Steven Watt was a youth player. And, uh, I actually have a picture with him, with my me, Stephen Watt, and and Lenny Pitchley. Uh, coming in, uh, off the bench was uh, Arjun Robin, Paulo Ferreira, and Yuri Jurosic. Yurichek. Yeah. Yurichek, correct. Where's Dimitri when we need him? <laughs> So yeah, that was uh, that was in the 2005 FA Cup first round, and and that was at um, Sanford Bridge. So yeah, um, so yeah, I guess we we could talk about some of the other um, matches in the FA Cup th- uh, this weekend. What are some of the big matches that that we should look forward to, Beth? Um. Well. Chelsea versus Scunthorpe, of, of, of course. The one I will be watching closely, though, on Saturday is Hartlepool versus Derby. And if anybody I know is rooting for Derby, I swear to God, I will slap them. What about okay. uh, what about Yeovil? I think Yeovil's in it still, yeah? Yeah, Yeovil is playing. Hold on a minute. Um... Yeovil is playing. Is playing Carlisle. So that should be an interesting one to be quite. Yeah, honest. where's da- where's Danny at? <laughs> he loves him some Yeovil, doesn't he? Yeah, I doubt he'd be picking him this time. Um. But the game, I think that I think the real game is Tottenham versus Leicester. Quite oh, that'd be a great game. Yeah, that should be really exciting. Um, there's some really great matches. Um, just to go down the list, there's a game on Friday, Exeter um, at Liverpool, or Liverpool at Exeter rather. Uh, Wycombe at um, at home to Villa. Arsenal at home to Sunderland. Birmingham at home to Bournemouth. Brentford, our local, you know, our, a local London team, at home to Walsall. Bury at home to Bradford. Colchester at home to Charlton. Doncaster uh, at home to Stoke. Eastleigh at home to Bolton. Everton at home to Dagenham and Redbridge. Hartlepool! Come on, Hartlepool United! 
at home to Derby, Huddersfield um, at home to Reading, Hull City at home to Bur uh, Brighton, Ipswich at home to Portsmouth, Leeds at home to Rotherham. Go Rotherham. At <laughs> go Rotherham. I know, I've got Rotherham already picked. Burrough at home to Burnley, Newport at home to Blackburn, Northampton at home to MK Dons, Norwich at home to City. Ooh. And after City just got jumped out of the um, League Cup. There you go. Nottingham Forest. That was only the first leg. Huh? That was only the first leg. Still. Nottingham Forest at home to QPR. Peterborough at home to Preston. Sheffield Wednesday at home to Fulham. Southampton. Oh, you know, I really have to go for yeah. Um. Uh, I'll change that. Are you doing your picks as you go through here? Yeah, I nice. am. I am. I am. Um. Okay. Uh, Southampton. Here's another good one. Southampton at home to Palace. That'd be a great match. That is going to be an awesome match. Watford at home to Newcastle. That'll be a great match. West Brom at home to Bristol City. West West Brom at home to Bristol City. West Ham at home to Wolves. Man United at home to Sheffield United. Oxford United at home to Swansea. Carlisle at home to Yeovil. Chelsea at home to Scunthorpe. Tottenham at home to Leicester. At Leicester. Well, um... And I Cardiff got... at home to Shrewsbury. Uh, I got some uh, additional facts dealing with Chelsea in the FA Cup. Chelsea has not lost a third-round tie. Oh, no, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Don't jinx it. Stop it. Okay. <laughs> well, we're going to win anyway. We better. We need that silverware. But, yeah. Um... And question, does the winner of the FA Cup get a... I, I know this is really a bad thing to say, but does the winner of the FA Cup get a Europa League spot now? Yes. Yes. Winner of the League Cup and the winner of the FA Cup get an automatic slot in the uh, in the UEFA Cup. Yes. Okay. So, well, we need to win the FA Cup or the Champions League or just do both. To get into Europe next year, yeah. Yes. That is, <laughs> that is so true. But, um, but, yeah, in terms of the FA Cup, Chelsea has fared pretty well in the third round. They've had one, two, three. They've had four consecutive clean sheets at home in the third round. The last time that we've allowed a goal uh, at home in the third round was 2009 when we drew 1-1 to Southend. We ended up winning the replay 4-1 away. Was that the year that uh, – no, that wasn't the year we had Torres scoring. That was – before that, I was about to say Torres, uh, Torres scoring goals. When did that Jesus, happen? Tottenham. Wait a minute. Tottenham played Leicester in the FA Cup, and then they play him again in the league. Wow. <clears throat> I'm going. I'm obviously going to go for my namesake in both of those, not just because they're playing the Spurs. 
No, I mean serious. I'm I'm double checking. That's crazy. That is crazy. <clears throat> and right. I gotta tell you something. I think there's gonna be tons of injuries. Tottenham at home to Leicester on Sunday. I'm just double checking to make sure I didn't like screw up. <laughs> and then Tottenham. And then Tottenham at home to Leicester on on Wednesday. Wow. Wow. How bizarre is that? Pretty and bizarre. And I'll be honest with you, I think this year on the FA Cup, because um, there will be, a, if it ends in a draw, there will be another game. I didn't pick any draws. I just picked who's going to go home. How's that? Oh, in the okay. FA Cup? That sounds yeah. good. Yeah. Let's do it that, that makes way. life a lot more easier. So I'm. Do you guys want to? Since we're on, I mean, I'm sorry. This FA Cup, I, I love the FA Cup. I think I think everybody knows that. Um, how could you not love the FA Cup? Let's be honest. It, it, exactly. How could you not? But and it always, it it just brings out the whole entire country of England just gets so up for for this particular round of the FA Cup because there are. 32 games. There are, you know, little tiny teams versus great big huge giants. Mm -hmm. There are really excellent rivalries. Um, local derbies. I mean, it's just it's just an awesome thing. And I have to tell you, I am so sad that Fox has the rights to it. Uh, I hate Fox. They're so bad at coverage. It's ridiculous. I mean, I tweeted out yesterday, I tweeted out to Fox yesterday, are you even going to mention the FA Cup in any tweets or Chelsea's match? They did. They haven't even replied to me yet. Have you guys oh. seen anything on Twitter about the FA Cup? No. No. Do I need to get into it with Eric Ronaldo again? <laughs> yes! Yes! Because I'm tweeting, I'm tweeting Mario all week. They're too busy hibernating doing the uh, Bundesliga's winter break. Oh, fuck them. <laughs> the FA Cup the FA Cup is so much better than the Bundesliga. Oh, totally. And, and you know, I was talking about this with a friend of mine. Um, I was actually talking about this with my nephew um, when I was home for Christmas. By the way, by the way, the biggest news of the past two months. You ready? Yep. I became a great auntie. Wow. That is great. I became a great auntie. My nephew, Joe, who listens to the podcast and Congratulations, he's a Chelsea Joe. in America member and got married last year and I took him to his first Chelsea match on his honeymoon, um, had his wife, Lisa, had a lovely, lovely baby girl on November the 24th, the day we beat Cotty. She was... She's just so beautiful. Her name is Penelope Rosemarie, Penny Rose. So, Penny Rose, you're getting your first shout-out on the Chelsea in America podcast. 
she got the biggest box of Chelsea baby stuff that you have ever seen in your entire life from her favorite and only great auntie. And I think Joe was more excited about it. <laughs> and I actually held her. And if anybody, any of you know me well enough, you know I don't get along with babies very much. Yeah, I saw that <laughs> picture and I was uh, a little confused. <laughs> but it makes all it all makes sense now. Oh, of me, of me and my brother with with the baby. Yeah, yeah, that's my brother John, the the beaming, huge-headed grandpa. He's Grandpa John now, and um, he, it's just so exciting. It's the first in that generation, so we're just overwhelmed and thrilled. It was a big event in my in my little family. So, um, so Joey, Joe, if you're listening. I love you so much. I love Lisa so much. And I love little Penny Rose so much. And she certainly, she, she already has her member card, by the way. Oh, look at that. Right. Well, should we uh, discuss who we kind of what we think we're going to look like in the FA Cup? Because uh, we already kind of touched on the fact that uh, we may see Baba Raba come in for uh, for Dave with his fractured face. Um, who else do you think is going to make it into the side who maybe hasn't been getting any playing time lately? Or do you think Gus is going to go keep it, you know, keep it pretty I think simple? to build morale and to build confidence, I think he's going to play regular team. Yeah. Um. Maybe you you don't picture uh, Mikel and uh, Loftus Cheek in the midfield because I'd like to see that. I mean, I think we'd all like to see that. But I don't know how likely it is to actually happen. I think I think this would be a good opportunity for um, a lot of guys who we haven't seen play in a while get out there and get a get a, a run out. You know. Uh, guys like Falcao, you know, I almost, I totally forgot that he was even, you know, still on the team because uh, it's been so long since since we've seen him. Well, he's been injured. Um, that's why, well, you know, him and Remy, of course, Remy, anytime Diego Costa gets injured and gets suspended, Remy is also seems to be uh, injured. So, yeah, I know that they've both had knocks, and that's why we've been having to play uh, we had to play those matches with Hazard uh, up top and essentially playing a false nine, um, which we all know how well we do at that. So um, I think that if Remy were healthy, maybe we could see Remy. But I don't know. Costa's going on a goal scoring run, so he'll likely get the he'll probably get the nod. But yeah, I think I agree. I think that for the most part, we won't really shuffle the pack too much. Uh, maybe we'll get uh, Gaza will come in for. Um, for JT, maybe get Baba Raman in for um, for Dave at the left back with his broken face, and maybe see like a Loftus Cheek or somebody. But outside of that, I don't see many changes being made. I think that we need to make a run uh, in this in, for this cup because it's you know one of our two chances of silverware this year. I don't think he's going to mess around with it. I don't think he's going to mess around with. It. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree. Mm -hmm. That's why I said I could only see him making a couple changes 
if needed. That's well, I mean, that's kind of why I was looking at. I keep going to Baba Raman just because Dave has a broken face, but if he played the whole rest of the match with without the um, face mask, he could probably get away. You know, playing a match with a face mask. I think he can play a fa- the match with a face mask. Everybody yeah. else. Well, Matis doesn't seem to be able to do it, but I think he was having issues before that even happened. Yeah. I don't think the face mask is his problem. That's just me. So. So, I mean... I wouldn't be surprised if we played a similar team to what we played on Sunday and then at the half make the change. Our guys are used to playing the games. Yeah, I mean, if we could go in the first half and go and get a goal or two up and then in the second half we can kind of get some of these young guys some time, that would be ideal, I think. You know, get them in, get them some match fitness, but at the same time, don't, you know, they don't have the pressure of us, you know, trying to go for a win or, you know, chasing the win. So I think that's part of the reason why we haven't really been able to, you know, play a lot of youth is because we haven't been in the position to where it's been, you know, safe to do so. And I think uh, on uh, even Frank Lampard said in um, on not an interview, but he was with Carragher and what's his face on Monday Night Football was saying that, you know, in an instance like this, that it's like it's not good to get the youth in because it's too much pressure for them and they can't really handle it. And so it's probably even counterproductive to have them come into a team that's playing poorly and lacking, you know, lacking confidence and goals. We'll have to figure it out. So no, I think I think I think it's all it's going to be all about um, us gaining confidence. Yep, I mean, what we uh, we haven't lost in the last four, I want to say, with two draws and two wins, um, clean sheets in the past the last two matches with United and um, who do we just beat? Uh, <laughs> Who really played last weekend? I don't remember. Uh, oh, and Palace. So I don't know. I think we've been slowly on the upswing, even before the de- departure of our beloved Jose. Um, but you know, it is what it is. So hopefully, it's all coming together, and we can have a good, you know, 2016. I hope so too, um, but I think we will. I think. We- I, I maybe we've turned a corner. At least I'm praying. Yeah, same here. I'm starting to think so too. Um, I don't think it had anything to do with 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 Jose though. No. I think. I mean, I think we can all agree that that was probably a mistake. But what's happened has happened. So I don't. I don't likely see him coming back for a third stint. But you never know. Well, I want to know who who groused him up, and I'll spit at them. 
but I'll <laughs> add to my, you know, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not walking away from who I think it is, in which we talked about the day it happened. So. Who do you think did what now? Who groused him up? Who got him sacked? Oh, uh, on the team or on the board? Um, oh, I'm, I'm quite sure I know who it is on the board. You know? Is, but yeah, is that who you're talking about or are you talking about on the team? Both. Oh, okay. On the team, or I'm assuming you're referring to he who's afraid of celery. Yes. <laughs> Ruining Chelsea traditions since God only knows for the last 15 years. That's something you could look up for us, Eddie. When did Fabregas fall over when he hit the celery? Because I know, I think it was 2006. You celery. said that uh, Fabregas and, this, and the whole celery incident. Yeah. Um. So, but that's just that's just my opinion. Well, um, I mean, I I I'm will say now. Yeah, I will say I think that Goose as our interim appointment was probably the best we could have done. I, maybe, the only other thing I would have liked to see is maybe have Steve Holland take over for this the rest of the season. Um, I mean, I know that, uh, I'm assuming, I know that Beth doesn't want him, but, um, as, you know, Guardiola for our next manager, but mm. does anybody have any inkling of who they would I like to tell see? You, Jonathan, I will tell you why I don't. Okay? okay? I ask, I ask for people who I greatly respect because of their, with their knowledge of football. Mm -hmm. Okay? Greatly respect. So... It could so just know that they're professionals, okay? Not supporters, professionals. I asked four of them, and I asked them this question, and I'll ask you guys this question. I'll ask anybody who's listening this question: Is a great manager a manager who comes in with a side that is amazing and already built? <laughs> yeah, already built and continues to win. I mean, let's be honest. Any the, one of the three of us could have won La Liga with that Barcelona side he was he inherited, a and the same. I mean, with the Bundesliga with Bayern. I mean, they've already exactly. they they win so it by my December. Question is okay. Does that make a great manager, or is a great manager a manager who fails, who runs through a really really bad patch, picks himself up? dusts himself off, rebuilds that same in-trouble team, and goes and, and, and graduates a league. No, I, I'm in complete agreement. Because the bottom line is this. Pep Guardiola, Jose Mourinho, Alex Ferguson, Arsene Wenger, um, Carlo Ancelotti, you know, all of the, quote, great managers have never had to do what the likes of the manager of Bournemouth has done. Oh, yeah. Eddie or, Howe, is that his name? Huh? Eddie Howe, is that his name? Eddie Howe. None of them have had to do that. None of them have had to do what, and I, I even hate to say this because I don't like him personally, Martinez. I mean, what makes them not a great manager? <clears throat> and makes they, these, these just, other guys a great manager? I mean... I would ha I would rather have 
the likes of an Alan Pardew or a Mark Hughes than Pep Guardiola. I would rather have Steve Holland as our well, manager than Pep Guardiola. That's what I'm saying. Like, and I agree with you, too, because my problem with Pep Guardiola is that it seems like all of his success have been with, like, you know, really, like, you know, sacked super teams, you know. What can he do with, So does that you know, make him a great manager? That's Not as much talent. Yeah, 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 exactly, you know. I kind of akin him to Phil Jackson here in the U.S., you know. Phil Jackson has had, you know, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant... Uh, Shaquille O'Neal, you know, some of the greatest basketball players of all time, you know, you know, was he able to have the success that he had, you know, uh, it really wasn't until like the early 90s when, you know, Jordan, you know, came into his prime. Well, I mean, you can you can use that same thing. I mean, is a, is is a, is a great person a person that builds a company from scratch, like a Steve Jobs, with no money, just his own intellect. The company nearly goes bankrupt, and he comes back and he rebuilds it again. Is that a great is that a great person in that position, or is uh, Farina, Carly Farina, a great person because she's taken a company that's a giant? And then as soon as they get ready to fall apart, she leaves. It goes on to another giant. I mean, there, Beth, there, are, similar, there are similarities sorry. everywhere. Beth, is it bad that I was thinking I that exact same comparison? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I see Pep Guardiola as Carly Farina. Don't you, Jonathan? Um. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I don't. I, I, I think we can all agree that. I mean, none of us really want him as our manager. I don't think he's gonna. I think no matter what team he comes with, he's probably gonna end up at City, which, which definitely suits him more. As far I'll as be having, with you, I think he's gonna come to Chelsea. I think you think he is? Absolutely. And I think he thinks he's greater than he is. He thinks he's the special one. Yep. And he is obviously not the special one. No. But you think he's going to – you think he's coming to Chelsea? You think that Roman's uh, going to just give him an open purse book and say uh, – I think uh, Roman is going to give him a house, a car, whatever the freak he wants to have him in. And do you think that maybe had some part of uh, an inkling to do with, you know, Jose's dismissal and knowing no. that – no. You don't think that had anything to do with it? No. I think player power did it. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I think player power, and I think the fact that, that the suits at the club did not want to explain to their sponsors are for. They didn't like bringing guests to the bridge and watching this lose. <laughs> as stupid as that sounds. Because they don't, they don't say win or lose up the blues. Because, and I'll tell you why. Do you remember on the first game after Jose left, and he who shall not be named, um, not the good he who shall not be named, but Bruce Buttface, okay, came out and told us all to calm down. But because it, it had to be done, and the and the statement on discord. the club website was to get our. A world-class team back on track. 
And it's like, if they're world class, where the fuck have they been? I mean, right. it is such a spin job. And then fucking Imanalo doing that interview on Chelsea TV. What an utter disgrace. Who else were they going to send in? I <laughs> True. Roman won't do it. I'm not saying you know, that. I feel sorry. I, I feel sorry for Michael Imanalo, and I'll tell you why. He has sold his soul at the crossroads to Roman Abramovich. Oh, totally. All right? He is no longer a man of his own mind. He does whatever Roman He's, tells him to do. He is Roman's puppet. Absolutely. And basically what comes out of Emanalo's mouth, you might as well just be listening to it in Russian. True. So, so who do you hate more? If you're ma- mad at Michael Emanalo, are you also mad at Roman? Oh yeah, totally. Mad I think at Roman. you. I think you have to be. And I think that, like, I mean, I just this see whole... a lot of people throwing Emanalo under the bus, leaving Roman, you know, because Roman has given us so much. Right. But you know what? I'm sorry. I. I'm at the point right now of going, at what price? At what price do we sell our souls? At what price? Right. That is a good point, Beth. At what point do you basically just give up and sell your soul? What price, guys? Where, where's your price? Well, I've always said everybody's got a, a price for something, you know. Um, not to change the change the subject, but I'm going to. <laughs> I saw a you know a, a transfer rumor. Oh God! You know, hazard for a hundred million pounds, and I said, where do I sign the papers? Because that's a lot of money for one player. I'm willing to entertain that. Yeah, but who are you going to buy in January for hundred thousand pounds? Because all right, let's put it in perspective. Remember when the North London shit got not quite that much, but a good amount for Gareth yeah. Bale, and they did absolutely. They they wasted hundred million, the same that Liverpool wasted eighty, hundred million, whatever they got for. Um, Flores. Yes. So it's like, I'm not saying, I'm, I obviously I think that we're a better club at seeking out talent and, you know. You know yeah, no, at least we, are we doing, smartly invested the 50 million that we got for David Luiz. Yeah, I, I mean, in comparison to that, I think, yes, I think there are times we definitely waste money. I mean, we could obviously point to the likes of Torres uh, and Shevchenko and other big name people that we've gone after. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank God that was a loan. So it's mainly wages, but still, um, I, I don't know. I guess the point, just the point that I'm trying to make is that, um, I, I, he could be on his way out. I don't see it happening in January. Let me ask you a question. When we signed, who did we sign the same day we signed David Luis? Fernando Torres. I don't, I don't think it was. 
That was both in that January transfer window. We bought Torres, we bought David Luiz, and it was one other player. Uh, it, uh, it might have been Dave, who has been the best of all three. And we got Dave for like nothing. It was nothing. It was like less than ten million. I want to oh. say it was like six. It was like six million. You were you were right, Jonathan. It was Torres and Luis on the last day of the transfer window in uh, in two thousand eleven. And I mean, don't get me wrong. David Luis was a good bit of business in the long yes. run. In the, in the end. In the end. Definitely. But there are still people wishing that he hadn't left Chelsea. And I got Oh, yeah. I am so glad to see the back of his freaking butt. We got $50 million for you. <laughs> it's a great <laughs> song. So. I'm sure a lot of people will be singing that in February come the uh, Champions League ties. Thank God Drogba will be there by then. Yeah, but not as a player. I'll tell you I'll tell you who I do want. Who's that? That striker that's at um the one Agallo. At Watford? Oh yeah. I, I would I fucking want that player. I, I haven't wanted a player in a long time. I like the way he plays. I like the way he plays that position. Yeah, he's and, and you know what? You could probably get him on the cheap. Probably. And he won't be cup-tied for um, Champions League. Nope. Uh, probably he would be for FA Cup, obviously. Or, yeah, but still. Yeah. Which is a very important thing in buying in January. Well, I guess since we're on the conversation of Silly Season, um, where else would you like to see strength? And I think, obviously... Uh, we could use a striker. I would like to see. I mean, there's rumors Patrick of Falcao not going out on loan. Oh, it's. I heard. I, yeah, I've heard both sides of that, and that would be that would be great to see him get some game time in a blue but shirt. But I don't think he's strong enough. I don't. I I completely agree. I don't think he's big I and have strong a enough. To, you guys. Okay. I had lunch with Dermot Drumming. Okay. Lunch, and he's willing to come on the podcast. Oh, yeah, you told me that on the phone the other day. Yeah. What do you think, Eddie? Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. We might have to uh, do... I mean, he knows He knows Bamford. He knows, he knows Nathan. You know, he knows these youth players. And a lot of them that are youth at other teams, he play, he's played against. Yeah, uh, we might have to do like an early, early uh, Sunday... Okay podcast yeah. uh so we can get some some of our friends over in uh the uk to join absolutely don't you think that would be a great podcast oh it would be yeah we I'd need to do to another one with and we need to do another one with john since the last one uh didn't get saved <laughs> right exactly since it went mia and john's willing to redo one so we'll talk about john and his books a little bit um you know, I, honestly, I think the January transfer window is always dubious. Oh because yeah, because you're, you're never going to get a great player. It's all it's always panic buys for the most part, exactly. and you're overpaying. Absolutely. Oh yeah, definitely. And I, I I don't see us like I said I don't see us doing a lot of business. Like I said I don't see Hazard going. I don't really see any big name signings. I can see us you know strengthening at small places like um, maybe getting another striker. I've heard rumors of Remy going uh, out on loan, which 
I I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Remy, but I like him. Yeah, don't uh, take talk to Lizzie about it. I would rank, no, January transfer windows up there with the transfer window following the World Cup or following a Euro where it's panic buys and overpaying for players. Based on a two-week performance. Yeah, exactly. I agree with you. And guess what? It worked in our favor with... Right after the Euros. Yeah. Yeah. It worked (laughs) in our favor with uh, David Luiz because that deal with PSG was in place before uh, Brazil got bombed by Germany. So, there you go. All right, well, um, I got one more uh, thing to bring up before we um, get into the picks. Since we are on the topic of uh, cups, uh, the youth team will begin their defense of the FA Youth Cup on January 22nd with an away tie against Man U. And uh, that news came down yesterday. Um, Yep. And it looks like it's going to take place at uh, Davidson Stadium, which is home of uh, Altrincham FC. Who? Altrincham FC. I had never even heard of them. I've never heard of them either, but I guess that's where uh, Man United's uh, U18s play, because that's where the match is going to take place. But... uh, um and but yeah, uh, it looks like uh, Chelsea beat uh, Huddersfield at home in the previous round, and Man United beat uh, QPR at home in extra time. Uh, that match will be available on Chelsea TV for those who have it. Well, maybe I'll ask send an email to One World Sports and ask them to to make sure that they can stream it as or not stream it, but at least save it and post it up to their Television. Yeah, so. that would be great. So I'll be following on Twitter. What day is that? Friday, January 22nd. Okay, well, you can remind me next week. Keep that would be um, a 2 o'clock kickoff Asian time because it's 7 o'clock uh, UK time. Okay. So that would be 1 o'clock for you, Buff. Yeah, that's not a problem. All right, are you are we ready to do some uh, Premier League picks? Sure. I put it away, but I'll go and pull it out again. All right, guys. Uh, I, I like I said before the call start, I'm gonna have to take off. Um, I'll add my picks to the folder tonight after we get done. Uh, but it was good to catch up with you guys. It's been a while since we had done a proper podcast, so um, I'll have you both soon. And uh, here's to three more points on. Hey, oh, not John- three points. Yes, ma'am. Jonathan, you started either one of those books. Um, I well, one of them, I you know the the Rick's book, I have uh, w- looked through, and you know, obviously, it's mainly stats. So you know, just <clears throat> finding random stats, which is fun. I've I've started um, Marco's book. I haven't gotten very far into it, uh, as I was like, I've been pretty busy. Um, but I need to. Hopefully, this weekend, I'll get get some good reading in. Okay, well, maybe but, we'll talk about it more next time. But yes, once again, thank you so much for getting those books for me. I really appreciate it. Not a problem, honey. Later, Jonathan. All right, All right see you guys. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Don't get me started on Chelsea books because I am so far behind. Uh, I need to catch up. <laughs> well, I'm going to give you some. I'm going to give you some options, there, buddy. 
what are the uh, options of uh, of uh, good uh, books to read? Well, you know, I think for you because you do like stats. I do. That that book by Rick Glanville is is amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Okay. I'm gonna have to take a look at that uh, later on t tonight. And I believe it is on Amazon. So as an update, I've been doing a bunch of Chelsea reading lately. So um, I finished um, – we had John uh, King on, and he was awesome. And we're so I, – I mean you could hear Dan scream when we lost the audio. So we're going to do it again. But John King, the author of The Football Factory, um, wrote another book called Human Punk. It is probably one of the best reads I've read in a very long time. The Human it's Punk? Novel. It doesn't have anything much. It doesn't have much to do with football, but is absolutely compelling. So you can find that also on um, – you can find that also on a Amazon. Amazon, right through PM Publishing, which is John's new publisher here in the United States. <clears throat> I strongly urge you all to read it. It is such a great book. It really is. It's an awesome book. Um, I then went from that to Mark Warrell's newest novel called That Damnation, and it is it's really good. It's really good. It's a really quick read. It took me, um, and I only read at night, um, it took me like 10 days to read it at the most. Um, it's a real page turner. It is not for the slight at heart, and it does have Chelsea stuff in it. And I would love to get Mark on to talk about it at some point. Talk about all of his books. You said it's this damnation? Yeah, that, uh, this damnation, yeah. Ooh, and I have, I have just so you know, you will not find that on Amazon, but I do have copies here at my house. It's $23 if you PayPal it to PayPal at ChelseaInAmerica.com, and then I will send you a copy, and that includes the PayPal fees, and it also includes the shipping charges. Okay? Okie doke. So that's pretty, pretty awesome. I also have more copies of Making History, Not Reliving It. Um, because we had run out, so I have that those, book. Those. I do have, and I think I got that from yeah from you. Yeah, I think you got it. I got you got it as well. Um, there are, you know, and then if you want to, they have reissued, or actually, it's been republished. Celery Chelsea in the eighties, which is Kelvin Barker's book. Um, it is available through Amazon now because it's an Amazon publication, and it's it's great. So if you want to read about what it was like in the 80s, I strongly suggest Celery. And all of Walter Otten's books, and Walter is a very dear friend, all of Walter Otten's books, and it's O-T-T-O-N, are also available on Amazon because he's also publishing um, via Amazon Publishing. So you can get those quite easy, and all of his books. Eddie, I think you'd really love Red Hat, Red Hand Gang, from Walter. Red I think Hand Gang. I'm I'm gonna write that down. Okay. Again, not a lot about football, um, but it is it, it. They are Chelsea. I mean, Mark. We we know Mark. Mark is 
is like wonderful. You know, he's the person that stands at that stall every match day, um, a home match day, sells CFC UK and all of the books from the stall. He's a good friend of CIA's. He's a good friend of mine. He's a darling, darling person. Um, he always, always welcomes seeing any CIA member and urges everyone that when they come to Stanford Bridge to go and say, come and say hello. Um, I love Marco. I just think he's, I just think he's the best. Um, and, and there's a surprise in it on page 32. If you haven't already heard on, 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 um, if you haven't already heard about that on, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So and I won't, I won't break up what the surprise is. But this damnation is really, really good. So if you're interested in it, if you want a really good read, if and I'll just say this. If you like Tar- uh, Quentin Tarantino, you will love this book. Okay? If you don't like Quentin Tarantino, well, you'll still like the book. And you're just going to have to get through that book. Those books. It reads like a, t- a Tarantino film. Okay. Mm-hmm. So there you there you have it. And right now I'm reading D, I'm reading Blue Blagger's book, which is DJ's book, as we all know, um, uh, about Glastonbury. So um, and that and I've got copies of that as well. It's twenty two dollars plus shipping. So let's just say twenty five. Um, but it's a it's a great book as well. Nice. Well, uh, I say let's get into the. Picks the pick. for the league, and then we can uh, get out of here. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. You ready? I'm ready. Up first, Villa at home to Palace. Crystal Palace. And that's who I picked as well. Bournemouth at home to West Ham. Ooh. Ah. Uh, <clears throat> I'll go with the draw. I went with the draw. Newcastle at home to Man United. Man U. I picked a draw. Um, Man U are not doing well on the road. Uh, Chelsea at home to West Brom. Chelsea. Man City at home to Everton. City. And I picked a draw. Uh, Southampton at home to Watford. I don't know what's happened to Southampton this season, um, but I'm going to go with the draw because Watford loves love to have draws. Yeah. Stoke at home to Norwich. Stoke, Norwich. <clears throat> Stoke. Okay, I picked Nor- Norwich because Stoke is really not doing well late, of late, and Southampton for the Southampton versus Watford is who I picked. Swansea at home to Sunderland. Whoever wins this has a chance to uh, either get out of relegation or further themselves out. So I'm going to go with the draw. Okay, I pick Swansea. Liverpool at home to Arsenal. I got a feeling Liverpool is going to pull this out. Okay, and I picked a draw. Tottenham at home to Leicester. <laughs> Come what? on, you foxes. Twice, Give me Lester. Twice four days. Huh? Give me the foxes. I picked Lester as well. All right. Those are the picks. Eddie, you'll have to go back in and pick all of your FA Cup ones. I will do that. Okay. 
Um, if you want to do pics, you can post them or tell Eddie on Twitter. You can uh, post them on Facebook if you like. A uh, little bit of CIA news. Yes? No? Go ahead. Uh, we are going to start another uh, CPO raffle um, for, for uh, a CPO share. So we will raffle off. Last time we raffled off two. We raised enough money to do two shares, so we had two winners. Um, and we're going to do it again. So we have uh, – and that will start immediately. I have a little bit of work to do, um, but I'm hoping to get it done by Tuesday or Wednesday. So just a heads up to anybody that's listening. If you're interested in possibly getting a share of uh, Chelsea of the Chelsea pitch, you can send $10 per try. So if you want to send 10 or 20 or 30, whatever it is, you send $10 per try to PayPal at chelseainamerica.com and if you would pay the fees we would appreciate it okay mm -hmm. um, also for those of you that already are CPO shareholders and mind you in Chelsea in America right now we have nearly 60 shareholders see we, we account for 60 shares um, which is actually a pretty good percentage but if you are a shareholder the AGM report has gone out so if you have not gotten that please email me immediately info at chelseainamerica.com I'll be sending out an email to all shareholders to make sure and tell them exactly what they need to do um, this is a very important AGM um, and it is very important that you vote every single time like I said I am very concerned I am incredibly concerned about what could happen um, with another takeover bid so I'm grateful for the 60 other shares that are are in Chelsea in America. I'm very grateful for that, and I really, really hope that um, that everybody votes because your vote is needed, and it is important. This is your club. You have earned the right to say it's your club, and you have a say so. So make a vote. Um, and and if push comes to shove, we'll be doing a lot of stuff. So I can honestly say if, at, you know, it's getting to be tax season, if you get a refund, there really is nothing more important as a Chelsea supporter that you can do than to buy a share of the pitch. It's a hundred pounds, um, but it is well worth it because you can make a difference. You can make a difference. I'm very, very concerned about another takeover bid. So. There you have it. Other than that, there's not much going on. Membership is closed. Free Blue is closed. People are ordering tickets. I can't wait to talk to Dan because we had 50, count them, 50 Chelsea and America members at the Watford match. And I sure would like to hear from all of them and how that went. And that's pretty excited. That's most we've ever had. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know that Dimitri went with his son for the first time and, uh, Maybe we need to get him him on a future uh, episode of the podcast to see uh, how did his match day experience go. Well, you know how to get in touch with him. I do. So I see if I can uh, bring him on next week. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, uh, looks like that's about it. So why don't you uh, take us out and we can uh, get on out of here. With that, we're going to close this edition of the podcast. We want to thank you so very, very much for listening. Please participate. Please 
Tweet us at CIA underscore podcast. Go to the Chelsea in America podcast Facebook page and pose questions. Or if you want to join the conversation, we'd love to have you. Put your picks there, whatever you would like to do, but do do get involved. We also want to thank our sponsors. We want to thank um, we want to thank Parker's, which is known as the English Pork Pie Company. They are absolutely delicious. They really, truly are. If you are a member, you got a coupon. Please, please, please use it. If um, we also want to thank Eight by Eight Magazine, it's not your father's four four two. So please participate and and look at that. It's a fantastic, amazing um, magazine. We also want to thank One World Sports. I know they are working very, very hard um, at um, at getting more cable and and satellite providers carrying One World Sports. So hopefully we'll have news in the coming week of, of a bigger bigger broadcast. Um, but if you're not getting it, then please, by all means, contact your cable or your satellite provider and tell them to bring in One World Sports. We want to thank the CST, the Chelsea Supporters Trust. I don't really know what we do without them. Um, they're a fantastic group of people. It's well run. It's a wonderful organization, and it only costs five pounds. So um, you can find them on the web at ChelseaSupportersTrust.com. Last but not least, we want to thank the CPO. The CPO is your opportunity to own a piece of your club. There is no other club in the Premier League that you have this opportunity. There's very few clubs in the world that you have this opportunity. But at Chelsea, you have an opportunity to actually own a part of your club. And when you think about it, how important is that? You have a voice, you have, and, and you own a piece of the pitch. So consider it. If you can't afford the 100 pounds, why not try the raffle? Somebody's got to win. And like I said, it's $10. It's $10 a try. So you can put in 10 or 20 or 30 or 40 or 50, whatever you want to do. It doesn't matter if you want to put in 200. Crap, you could you could win two shares, you know. Um, and what we do is we cl- we're going to run the raffle from now until the end of the season. So it's going to be a long raffle. And at the end of the season, we will draw the winner of the Chelsea, uh, of the Chelsea in America raffled share. So participate, participate, participate. All of the money will go towards the CPO. Chelsea in America holds none of it. Um, so no matter what, you're helping the CPO. And yeah, it may not be you that gets drawn out of the hat, but just know that you've got a fellow Chelsea in America member that's going to win a share. How about that? Sounds good. With that, we're going to call it a night. I've got a ton of stuff. I'm catching a plane early in the morning, so I've still got to pack, take care of the kittens, you know, and all of that kind of stuff. But I'm really, really looking forward to Sunday. I'll be in Orange County at the old ship um, with the brethren there at 6 a.m. to watch us hopefully take it to Scunthorpe. Um, and it is on Fox, by the way. It's on Fox 1 or something like that. Yes, it is on Fox Sports 1. Uh, that match is at 9 a.m. Eastern, uh, 6 a.m. on the West Coast, uh, 2 o'clock. Six in the middle and... Wait a minute, eight in the middle and seven in Phoenix. Yes, or if you're up in the mountains, yeah. Seven o'clock if you're in Phoenix or if you're up in the mountains. But yeah, that's uh, pretty much it. Uh, come back next week when we will recap uh, the matches against Scunthorpe and also our 
Premier League match against West Brom. So, uh, I guess for Beth, I'm Eddie, and we will see you next week. Up to Chelsea. Up to Chelsea.